presented by Airlines for America. Hey, Playbookers. Good morning. I'm Eugene Daniels. It's Tuesday, April 11th. There are a couple big things I'm watching today. The first is President Joe Biden is getting on a plane and heading to Ireland, Northern Ireland today. Lots on his agenda. But a lot of this is kind of personal for Biden. So seeing Biden in those kind of unscripted, I'm just Uncle Joe, good old young Joe, tells you a lot about him as a president. It also comes at a moment where there's a lot happening on the domestic front. More mass shootings, the fight over the abortion pill where we might get an answer to some of that this week. The list goes on and on. And so balancing those while you're trying to walk around your ancestral land is going to give us a lot of insight into his presidency and him. The second one is one that happened over the weekend, so you may have missed it. But it's how the Biden administration is able to manage the fallout from the leaked classified intelligence stocks while walking the tightrope of being careful to not verify what's in them. Monday was the first day that the administration was able to really be questioned face-to-face from reporters. We saw them in the press briefing room. There were some calls with the Department of Defense and how they're trying to navigate this while, you know, kind of filling themselves on foreign policy for a while is really fascinating. To dig into that last one a lot more, I have my buddy and national security reporter, Alex Ward. Hi, Eugene. But I assume you want to talk about leaked documents. Leaked documents only. What do you think of how the administration has handled this really kind of embarrassing scandal? They're clearly flustered. They don't know how to respond to this. Part of this is because of just the legal constraints that this is classified. These are classified documents. It's hard to speak about them and confirm them publicly. But as more come out, this is something the administration has to respond to and respond to quickly. And reporters, understandably, have important questions as there's intelligence out there that compromises American policies, the policies of our allies, um, and could hinder the war effort that the Biden administration has been supporting in Ukraine for, for over a year. So it's, it's major news and the administration is unable at this point to communicate what happened, who leaked it, you know, the extent of this, um, and if it's going to get worse. One of the other interesting aspects of this is that you have an administration after the pullout from Afghanistan, just to be very clear, that started to pride itself on how they have handled foreign policy, national security, right? You had the Ukraine effort that has, by most measures that people measure these kinds of things by, people have said, this is, this is how people should do it. This is, this is what we like. You have the allies all on board. How does this impact kind of the way that they were kind of filling themselves on national security, on foreign policy? Well, I mean, they're, they, you know, the administration felt like they were on a bit of a roll, but this week, you know, they, they hit this stumbling block. One, you know, the White House put out an after action report about its Afghanistan withdrawal, and everyone lampooned it because it was basically the administration saying everything that went wrong in Kabul and Afghanistan was because of Trump and the intelligence community. And then this happens. Then, you know, at least 100 or so classified documents leak about Ukraine and Israel and China and whatever. And so all of this sort of momentum that the Biden administration had, they were feeling themselves on national security. Now they're not. Now they're in a bit of trouble. And now they're on the back foot when they wanted to be on the front foot. So Probably one of, not the worst, but one of the worst weeks of national security for the Biden administration uh, over these last two plus years. So when you are thinking forward about how this is going to impact this administration, the allies, relationships with allies, um, their credibility, what are, what's the top thing that you're watching for just this week on this issue? Well, the top thing I'm watching for is if the purported leaker is arrested, 
one could imagine, since we know the platform Discord and all this where this came out, that that person could be found relatively soon. But I'm also looking to see if there's any anger from allies and and sort of mm. reprimands of the United States of saying, how could you let something like this happen? I mean, this is one of the biggest leaks since Snowden. The international reaction, which so far has been pretty muted, I think is going to grow louder over time. Yeah. What's the most embarrassing or kind of shocking thing that was in this leak, these leaked documents? Like, what is the page when you saw it as you were doing your stories and you're like, oh, damn, this is this is rough. Ukraine's air defenses not being enough. The fact that we were spying on Ukrainian military leaders uh, and an entire page about how the U.S. could potentially get Israel to be more involved in Ukraine, which uh, Israel, even though it's a U.S. ally, wouldn't probably like to see intelligence shown uh, about how the U.S. planned to change its policy. There was also some pretty deep CIA stuff about, you know, our sources and methods. So a lot of things that are damaging and uh, in terms of just our intelligence collection and a lot of things that are damaging in terms of our political relationships. Yeah, well, you have a lot more reporting to do, Alex. So thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate you coming on. I'm always here for you. And for your schedule this week, the House and Senate, lucky them, are still on recess, which is probably why we haven't heard a lot of blowback from Capitol Hill on the leaked classified intelligence documents. For an expanded schedule of everything happening in D.C. today and more reporting, check out Playbook this morning at politico.com slash playbook. I'm Eugene Daniels. Thanks for listening. Did you know more than 90% of Americans have flown in their lifetime? And more than half of Americans have boarded a commercial aircraft before their 16th birthday. Robust competition in the U.S. airline industry has helped reduce airfares and generate a wide variety of selection, choice, and options for travelers. Learn more at airlines.org.